got a real good feeling. You're listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast with Crypto Jeb, bringing you the best and most updated news about cryptocurrency. Tune in every morning at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch this podcast live on our YouTube channel. Hey guys, what's going on? Jeb here and welcome back to Coffee and Crypto. Guys, we go live 9.30 Eastern every single day to bring you market updates on the technical analysis, the fundamental analysis, and the on-chain analysis all around the cryptocurrency markets. And in this video, we're going to be talking about how over the last 24 hours, Bitcoin has rallied $1,800, sitting just below 40,000. And we've seen quite a number of bullish signals come in in just the last 48 hours. We've also seen some of the major altcoins like Ethereum, like Cardano, like Solana, like Binance coin rally between two and five percent. So we are currently experiencing a small recovery. Can this small recovery that we're in right now turn into something much larger and lead us into a major uptrend during the month of February? That's what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be doing a total market breakdown. We're going to be looking at Bitcoin, Ethereum, Binance coin, ADA, Solana, and then we're also, if we have time, going to be getting to Dot, Luna, AVAX, and Matic. We're going to be doing technical analysis, potentially if we have time, on nine cryptocurrencies today. And I I can't wait to bring you in for it, but I also want to bring in my illustrious co-host, as always, T.A. Tam. How you doing, Tam? Yeah, what did we decide the other day was the illustrious... Uh, it was uh, like the queen of something. It, illustrious just means like uh, regal. it means it, like royal it means. Hey, hey, you haven't been introduced yet. Be quiet. Yeah, it, it means like regal or royal. We're also joined <laughs> yeah. as always by Smay. Now you can speak, Smay. Come on, man. Hello, everybody. Oh, by the way, my Twitter handle's different, so I just ran my lower third best on my Twitter handle. It's in the description. But no. um, I would like to take this opportunity to say uh, I feel good today. I feel great. Me too. Uh, and I would like to say I love the two beautiful men of God in this room and. Who's not in this room? And I would like to say, uh, I would also like to say that I'm going to shout out all the members in the chat. We have Crypto Alchemist Bull Bull Smoker Kelly Kellum, who's also here in the show. Uh, Lucas, oh, this one's gonna be a tough one. Jess Goloski, Elliot Locke, Alan Carey, T Z. Uh, let's see who else. I don't know. Mike Markle, I know is always here. Grand Roofing Inc. Uh, Ricardo Vinegas, I the Beholder. All of you guys. Ancient Gold. Oh man, Sultan Assault. I, Matt C. I love you guys. You guys are the best. If I could just, I could just keep going. I could just keep going right now, but I'm not. But I love you guys, uh, and that's about it. We love you too, Smay. We love yep. you too, my friend. We're also joined as always by Kelly. How are you doing, Kelly? Hello, Kelly. I'm doing great. If you if you can see, I uh, decided to bring the the money tree back. Uh, we're going into a new month. We're about to dive into uh, all the happenings across uh, the, a lot of the major top altcoins. Uh, got some great on chain metrics that are showing uh, some shift in trend, uh, which tends to precede some uh, nice movement. So we'll dive into that. But before we get started, if everybody could take. Uh, about a quarter of a second and just slide your mouse over the button. There's a little word there that says like, and just, just smash the heck out of it. Help us get this channel out to as many people as possible. It helps us keep the lights on, but we love and appreciate you all for being here daily. And we can't wait to dive into it. Kelly, your, uh, your tree isn't blooming. Oh, it is. Uh, oddly enough, when I was in uh, Florida with you, with you all, uh, I think that's what brought the market down is because right. I wasn't here watering my wow. money tree. I came back and there were some yellow leaves on it. Uh, but now over the course of the last uh, couple, uh, but two weeks or so since I've been back here in New York, uh, I basically have gotten all the yellow leaves off of it. It's starting to uh, turn very green again. And I think well, yeah, that's going to be but there's no a fruit. nice little, that's there's no sign. dollars hanging off of it. Yeah, there's no dollars did you, did you fresh, oh, Is it well, freshly picked? There, 
just keep an eye on the dollar bills on the leaves here in the next couple of days. I'm okay. sure they're going to He must have just picked it. Gotcha. Yeah, no, it's like $1 bill has turned into like $10 bills, and those have turned into 100 and he's picked all of them. And yeah, we don't even have to pay him anymore. He just grows all of his own money. It's great. Money apparently does grow oh, on trees. It's it's, start, it's starting to pop up there. I, I, I don't Whoa. know what to say. Is, is, Whoa, it did oh, it. It's got, oh. Whoa. Well, those grow fast. We're going to get Look, it. Look, a worthless <laughs> currency. It well, showed up in your frame. How well, about that? fast. <laughs> well, guys, we're going to go ahead and jump on into some Bitcoin and some cryptocurrency here. Let's go ahead and take a look over at CoinMarketCap. Looking at the top 10, Bitcoin is up 4% over the last 24 hours. His money tree is in bloom and everything is doing well. Ethereum ups is up 9%. Binance Coin up 2.5%. Cardano up 4.4%. Solana down here at rank number 7 below ADA right now, which is interesting. Up 20%, sitting at 111, or excuse me, excuse me, $109. XRP up 5%. Terra Luna up 7 or 8%, DOT up 11%. In general, the entire cryptocurrency market is up quite a bit. Let's go ahead and turn that into dark theme. There we go. Looking at the last 24 hours, looks rare is up 28, uh, 22%. Solana up 20%. Mina Protocol up 15%. We got a bunch of double digit gainers right now. Polkadot and Ave being one of them. Gala almost up double digits. Osmos Curved Dow token. You might not be too familiar with Curved Dow token, but it has a stupid amount of money locked over on the Ethereum network. Looking at the biggest losers, there are none. All of the biggest losers right now are the stable coins. So so we have uh, Magic Internet Money, which is a stable coin, USD Coin, which is a stable coin, Terra USD, which is a stable coin, Binance US, True USD, Pax Dollar, Tether, Dai, Frax, uh, and then CUSDC and CDI, which are also types of stable coins. Only the stable coins are the ones in the red right now. The entire cryptocurrency market is in the green. And we're about to jump into looking at some of these. We're going to do a quick snapshot on a bunch of different altcoins. But even before I do, I want to throw it to Tim. Tim, why do you think the entire market is recovering and moving so far and so cohesively in the upwards direction right now well i mean we've talked about this on the show for a while now but bitcoin is is kind of showing hope we're going to talk about on the show today why i think that there's a lot of people who are going to get their feelings hurt over the next couple of days uh and they're going to wake up to that price not sitting exactly where they want it to yeah. sit but i still think we're setting up longer time frames bullish metrics the shorter time frames look really great right now but i think people are going to get discouraged but to answer the question, why is the market moving up as a whole? Because Bitcoin is. And the reason why is because all the fundamental news that was kind of sitting there making us go down in the first place, but also we were teetering on what is going to happen, came out to be not really bullish or bearish. So the fact that a lot of we had a lot of negative price action leading up to that news, I think that we're going to see recovery simply back into the 40s just to negate that that initial move that kind of was an early response. And then after that, the question is, can we continue to rally and go back to hit new all-time highs at some point this year? Yeah, well, there's been a whole lot of FUD, and I think a lot of that FUD is passing. We've had the whole FUD around the, the U.S. Federal Reserve coming out and saying, hey, look, we basically have no plan. We had a lot of FUD coming out about uh, the executive branch of the United States government maybe coming out and doing some regulation, and they're looking into Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies and the whole national, th uh, national security issue you. And then uh, that's what it was called. And then also you have this America Competes Act that uh, Charles Hoskinson of Cardano actually is the one that brought that to the cryptocurrency market's attention about how Janet could potentially, Janet Yellen, the U.S. Treasury Secretary, could potentially have the unilateral authority to ban cryptocurrencies if the America Competes Act goes through because she would have the, the authority to literally press pause and ban any transactions that seem to be fraudulent or in violation of anti-money uh, anti laundering laws. So there's been a lot of FUD in the market coming from the traditional markets. And if you 
want to see more about that, I actually discussed all of those different stories with George from the Cryptos R Us channel. That uh, interview is up on the channel right now, so go back and watch that. But the point I'm making here is a lot of that was just FUD. It wasn't something that was actually changing anything about the cryptocurrency market, at least not yet. They might in the future, but they haven't yet. And as FUD comes, FUD also goes. If it's been here for a few days, then it's likely that it is going to go away after a little bit if it doesn't actually have a truly fundamental and intrinsic impact. So I'm very excited to see Bitcoin rallying right now. Market capitalization of total cryptocurrency market, uh, the total cryptocurrency market cap sitting at about a billion eight, excuse me, a trillion eight. Remember guys, even when we're 50% down, this is still a multi-trillion dollar market. Bitcoin and cryptocurrency is here to stay. But let's go ahead and take a look at some of our big gainers. We're going to look at Binance Coin. I'm actually going to see if I can bring it up over here on my watch list. There we go, because I already have some charting done on it. If we look at the daily chart, Binance Coin is in a very interesting spot. It was in this rising, uh, this ascending, tr uh, this ascending triangle pattern right here, but it actually broke bearish out of this, which is pretty interesting because Bitcoin did something similar. Bitcoin was in this rising trading channel, uh, excuse me, this ascending uh, triangle pattern right here, but it broke bearish out of it. The entire cryptocurrency market is going through a bit of capitulation right now, and this just reminds us that technical analysis is important, but long-term fundamentals and price typically are even stronger than one singular pattern. So the fact that we broke bearish out of this is frankly not surprising considering the, what the state of the rest of the cryptocurrency markets. But what we are seeing come out of Binance right now is a lot of support on this trend line. So you can make an argument that instead of that trend line, we're actually just sitting above this one. So yes, we did have a major break to the downside. And yes, that is you know bearish here on Binance coin, but it actually does have support sitting here around $360, which is also, if I remember correctly, the VPVR point of control, if we zoom in a little bit, or uh, uh, it's close to it, you can see over the last uh, eight months or so, the VPVR point of control here on Binance Coin sitting right around $350, and it's currently sitting right above that. I actually kind of like where Binance is right now. It's down 47%, 46% from all-time high. That does lead me to believe that it could potentially undergo a larger correction because it has not kept up with some of the other markets that we're going to look at. For example, ADA and Solana down 60 to 70 percent. Not not Solana, excuse me, but ADA down 60 to 70 percent. Projects like Polkadot down 80 to 85 percent. Chainlink down 70 percent from all time higher. So we could end up seeing something similar happen to Binance Coin. But I think it's that brand name that's really holding it together. So if you're looking to invest in Binance, I do think that of the projects on sale right now, it has the least. Uh, it has a very small discount compared to some of the other ones, but it does also it does also remind us that Binance Coin has a lot of its valuation coming from the fact that it has that exchange name behind it, the largest in cryptocurrency, and while that is a threat to the decentralized nature of this project because it's not decentralized, it does also give it a lot of backing and support whenever it's in a correction like this. So do with that what you will. It does mean that it is going to have stronger price support whenever we are in a correction, but it does also mean that it is not as decentralized as it could be. So that's kind of the trade-off you get there with Binance Coin. But let's go ahead and keep moving on here. We're going to take a look at Cardano. You guys know I'm a big fan of Cardano. I think that Cardano is the most technologically advanced cryptocurrency in the entire industry, and I also think that it is the most uh, well-governed cryptocurrency in the entire industry with the type of development that's going on with it, with the way that its consensus mechanism works, with its proof of stake, with all of its governance, with the way that you're able to vote on the Cardano blockchain, the amount of votership participation on Cardano. Instead of having 12, 15, 20, 40, 100, 200 people that are uh, actively participating in voting on Cardano, you're seeing tens of thousands of participants. That is a <clears throat> very, very good thing. 
This is a very powerful ecosystem, and I do encourage you to go and watch a couple of inter uh, interviews that Charles Hoskinson has done where he talks about the back end and the fundamentals of Cardano. You will be thoroughly impressed, and it is worth your time to give it a look. Now, as far as the price is concerned, people are worried about Cardano because it's down 66% from all-time high, and people are thinking, oh my gosh, it's down 66% from all-time high. Dead project. Technology must suck. Nope, that's not what happens, guys. Let me just go ahead and see if I can find AMZN, Amazon, and go back really, really far in the history of Amazon. Amazon back here on NASDAQ. Let's just, let's just do that real quick. Let's go on the three-day chart. Let's go look at Amazon back in the late 2000s, so, or in the late 90s. So what we saw happen on Amazon, you'll see where I'm going with this. We saw Amazon, uh, November 30th of 1999, rallied all the way up to $113 per share. Over the next two years, it would drop 95% down to $5.50 per share. In uh, October, uh, October 10th, 2001, through the dot-com bubble, you know, 9-11 had just happened, saw a massive correction down 95% from all-time high. But because its fundamentals were strong, because Amazon, the company, was doing something radically different and providing value to hundreds of millions of people, it would go on to rally as a stock, not a cryptocurrency, as a stock over the next 20 years, it would rally 66,000%. Anyone who weathered this storm ended up making a lot of money. And by the way, anyone who bought the top and weathered the storm still made 3,000%, massively outperformed the rest of the stock market just because they paid attention to the fundamentals and they remembered the fundamentals are upstream of the price. The price is downstream of the fundamentals. Anyone who invested in Amazon based on those fundamentals has enjoyed one of the best rate of returns over the last 20 years of any cryptocurrency. And that's what we're looking at on Cardano right now. Is it down 66%? Yeah, it is. But guess what? We don't need to worry about the price if the fundamentals are strong and if we're actually providing value in the space. That is what Cardano is doing. That is what Bitcoin is doing. That is what Ethereum is doing. These projects, yes, they're down, but they are providing value and they're providing an increasing amount of value and the price will reflect that. It will just take time. So if you're worried about Cardano right now, I encourage you not to be. Could it go down to 80 cents? Sure. Could it go down to 40 cents? Sure. Could it go down to 20 cents? Maybe. It could happen. Anything is possible. But if you really understand investing, you understand that the price actually means very little. And the longer you've been in the cryptocurrency space, the longer you've been an investor, the more and more you realize that the price really doesn't mean anything. The price is simply a reflection of the long-term fundamentals, and it does take time for that price to go in the direction that it really should. Cardano is undervalued right now compared to where it will be in five to 10 years. And if you buy it now, you're going to be getting a good deal. I can say the same thing about Bitcoin and I can say the same thing with some decent certainty about Ethereum. But let's go ahead and take a look here at Solana. And then we're going to move on here to our first check-in with the chat. By the way, guys, if you're enjoying today's stream, smash that like button. Let's see. Let's go to full screen real quick. I want to check how many likes we have on the stream right now. 387 likes, 1,700 people watching. I know that we can get those likes up. Let's see if we can't get to 600 likes here in the next couple of minutes. But going back to Solana here, Solana is another project that is down quite a bit. Rallied all the way to $260, dropped 70% down to 80 bucks recently. It was sitting up here above 150. It was maintaining support at 100 and 70 at one point. At this point, it has undergone a major correction ever since the 6th of November. Uh, around the uh, 10th of November, Bitcoin went into a downtrend and the entire cryptocurrency market followed. This project is very, very low right now compared to where it was. I am personally not invested <clears throat> in Solana because I don't like the way that this blockchain is built. I don't like the way that the coins were distributed, and I don't like how centralized the project is. And I also don't like that this is a project that seemingly puts marketing before product. There are a lot of cryptocurrencies that do that. Cardano is not one of them. Solana, in my opinion, from the little bit that I've researched it, is one that seems to put marketing in front of product. And what I mean by that is if you develop the back end into a rock-solid product, then the marketing 
marketing will do itself because people will understand, okay, this is a project that really knows what it's doing. That's why Cardano's successful. It doesn't do a whole lot of marketing. In fact, Charles Hoskinson in an interview said that that's one of Cardano's weaknesses is that they don't do a lot of marketing, but it's still worth $35 billion because of the technology and because of people understanding the technology. I cannot say the same thing confidently for Solana. I'm not knocking Solana, but I am saying it's one I'm not personally invested in. I think of the two, Cardano is a better buy, but if you were looking to get into either one of them, both of them are on a phenomenal discount right now. And to be honest with you, if we do see a bounce here in Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, then Solana probably will maintain an $80 uh, support. Because even though I'm not the biggest fan of Solana, a lot of people are very big fans of Solana. And I'll give it to the Solana team and the Solana ecosystem. It does have a massive amount of decentralized of, uh, dApps being built on it, massive amount of projects being built on that on that layer one. So I will definitely give kudos where kudos is due for that. But Tim, I want to ask your opinion. What do you think about that Amazon analogy I used? Do you think that we can learn something from the way that Amazon dropped 95% over the course of two years? It dropped for two years. Mm-hmm. It was not for three months. It was for two years it dropped and then it went into a massive rally. Are we going to see something similar in some of these altcoins? Well, I've been comparing Cardano to Amazon for a while now, being Charles Hodgson's response to the way that Jeff Bezos made a response when that that stock went down. He was asked several times, what are your concerns about the company as a whole? And he said, this company is not the stock price. That stock price has nothing to do with what we are doing here. Uh, We are an amazing company. That's what I'm concerned about. Same thing with Charles Hodgson. People will ask him, what do you think about your price being down 70%? He's saying, we are not our price on CoinMarketCap or CoinGecko or any of those things. We are a company. We are a, a, a technology that is solving something and we're getting better every single day. When you have that type of mindset and you continue to grind, price will follow just mm-hmm. as it did in Amazon's case. As far as comparing Amazon to the rest of altcoins, I think that there are several, several, several altcoins that are very quality projects. And unfortunately, I think there are going to be some quality projects that end up falling to the wayside. I do think some are just going to not be able to stand the competition. They're not going to get the investments that other companies, other coins are getting. And it is one of those things like how many, how many projects and how many companies in this world are amazing companies? They just don't make it because of a lot of outlying factors. Um, So, you know, uh, when you ask, would I compare other altcoins to Amazon? I wouldn't as much as I would Cardano. Um, But for anyone looking at altcoins down 60, 70, 80%, that does not mean that their project sucks. That does not mean that they're not going to come back with a storm. Um, So make sure you're doing your research on the technology and the team and the investment going into that project, not just looking at the price and the price movement and making a final decision. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's go ahead and read some Super Chats, and then we're going to jump into Bitcoin. I don't know if, uh, I guess maybe there are. There are a couple. Okay, You know, going back and forth between a couple different screens, I missed someone, but that's why we have Taylor who goes and grabs them. Uh, Jason Clark said, Bitcoin, I almost read that weird. Bitcoin RSI daily breakout above resistance. Yeah, in fact, we're going to be looking at that here in just a second. Yeah, um, yeah. It is uh, that is a very good thing. <laughs> it's a very it is a good, good thing. thing. It's it's setting something up though that it is. Yes, it, it is setting. Grand Roofing uh, Incorporated said, "Jeb, what are your thoughts on Helium Project as well as setting up a gateway on the IoT network mining HNT?" Thanks. I am not. I am not personally invested in Helium, and I don't have a Helium miner. I'm not a miner anymore. I used to do cloud mining back in the day, like four years ago. It's not a game that I'm involved in anymore, so I can't. I don't really have a lot of authority to speak on that subject. But what I can tell you is that T-Shroom likes the project, and T-Shroom yeah. is a very intelligent guy. And if he likes the project, then I'm probably going to say it's a good project. 
Just Get Hype said, what are your thoughts on Bat and Brave Fantastic uh, project. The Bat and Brave uh, Brave Browser, uh, Bat being basic attention token, it's the native token for the Brave Browser. The guy that founded Brave is actually the former founder of Mozilla Firefox, which is one of the most successful uh, internet search engines and browsers that has ever existed. Of course, Google Chrome is the most successful one, but Mozilla Firefox to this day has, I think, over 100 million users. And the guy that founded that went on to go and found um, Brave. And it is a project that actually has fundamental use cases, and the and the user base is growing. So Brave that pro, that uh, that browser is growing about. I want to say I'd, I'd, I'll have to check this, Kelly. You might be able to find data on this while I'm talking. I'm pretty sure the user uh, the usage of Brave browser goes up about 300 percent year over year. It is insane how much that is growing. And to be honest with you, Bat is an undervalued project in my opinion, just because it is attached to the Brave browser. I have been holding basic attention token, not much, but a little bit for the better part of the last three years and it's really just kind of it's really just been stable it's just sat down here below a dollar not doing a whole lot and you know i'm actually kind of happy with that it's not a project that's getting scooped up in the speculation it's not a project that rallies a thousand percent and then drops 90 percent. it's a project that actually does something that has a limited supply that has fundamental utility, that has a use case, that has a user base, and it is a project that's actually providing value into the economy. And I'm very excited about the project. Is it going to be one of those cryptos that's going to rally 10,000x? Probably not, but it's not a bad cryptocurrency to have in your portfolio because, as I said, it is attached to a real working functional product that has a very solid use case and user base. So with that said, yeah, I think basic attention is uh, brave or solid. I, 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 I did find the the data on it. It's this right here. Brave uh, Brave passes 50 million active monthly wow. users growing 2x for the fifth year in a row. 2x for which the Which if year that's it's 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 one thing when you have a project that grows uh you know 2x in one year, but when you're consistently year over year uh growing in f- five years in a row, it shows that there's a lot of attention uh to the users and to development on that ecosystem and I, I would I would uh uh categorize that as something that would have a consistency over time that would be a good investment. For yeah. Sure. And I would also say that the thing that Brave has going for it is Brave is a platform that is trying to stop um, overreach of advertisers. It's trying to stop overreach of censorship and Brave is very well positioned in the cultural zeitgeist right now because people are very tired of big tech overreach. They're very tired of uh, people, you know, getting in their business when they don't belong. They they are very much on the on the side of the cultural battle going on right now that they should be, and that is really helping them. There's a lot of people that I know that are very tired. Big tech, big government. They're tired of all these people stealing their data. They're really tired of. They want more privacy, and they're using Brave because Brave is a very good search engine that is helping them to do that. So I personally don't use Brave. I use Google Chrome just because it's what I'm used to, but a lot of people are switching over to Brave, and I do think it's a good platform. I have used it before, and I have looked into it. With that said, guys, we're about to jump into Bitcoin, but before we do, I want to bring you a word from one of our sponsors. They're called iTrust Capital, and they are the leader in investment in Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies with retirement accounts. So your IRAs, your Roth IRAs, all of those, if you want to invest in Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies using your IRA, it's a very good idea for a multitude of reasons. Number one, it gives you a ton of tax advantages. Number two, it allows you to defer 
defer your taxes. Number three, if you invest with your IRA right now, defer your taxes until you're 65 or you're 59 and a half when you can start withdrawing from a retirement account. What that means is that if you're in a $400,000 a year tax bracket right now because you're making so much money in crypto, but when you're you know 65, you might only be in a $60,000 a year tax bracket, you'll actually pay, be paying a lot less in taxes because you invested in the IRA and you're paying the taxes later. So I'm not a tax professional. I encourage you to talk to a CPA. But what I can tell you is this, investing is a very, very uh, expensive game when it comes to taxes. Long-term capital gains taxes, short-term capital gains taxes, it doesn't matter. Capital gains taxes are very expensive and they will take out a huge portion of your portfolio and your profits. And if you invest with a retirement account, you're going to be much better off for it. Mm -hmm. I trust capital is the leader in the cryptocurrency space for allowing you to invest with your retirement account. They have some of the lowest fees. They have a flat 1% fee. That is so much lower than everything you will find in crypto and in the traditional financial markets. And they do also have about 15 of the major cryptocurrencies that you can invest in. They also have gold and silver if you are a gold or a silver bug and you want to diversify a little bit. So if you have a retirement account and you want to buy Bitcoin with it, I'm actually helping a friend of mine to do just that right now with his retirement account. And I'm helping get him get them set up with iTrust Capital. So that is something that I have been telling people in my personal life. Hey, go use this company. It's helpful. That is a company that I think will be very helpful to you. You can sign up with the link in the description box down below and you will be glad you did. Anyway, let's go ahead and take a look here at Bitcoin. I know that is the question on everyone's mind. What is Bitcoin doing? And is it a uh, crypto? And uh, is this rally going to be able to sustain itself? So what we said in the title is that Bitcoin is up about $1,800 in the last 24 hours. Where I'm getting that from is by measuring from 8 a.m. yesterday to 8 a.m. this morning. That's 24 hours. And it's actually up a little more than that. So we actually kind of underplayed it. Bitcoin is up about $2,100 in the last 24 hours. But now in just the last five minutes or so, We've had a little bit of a drop. We rallied up to 39K. We're pulling back. We're down $600 in the last 20 minutes. But if we look at the last 24 hours, we are still, excuse me, up quite uh, uh, substantially. We're about 3%, about $1,200. Bitcoin has rallied quite significantly. If we look at the hourly chart here, we can see that Bitcoin was in an ascending, or excuse me, is in an ascending triangle pattern, which is interesting because we had jumped off the metaphorical cliff over the last couple of days. And that would typically lead you to believe that you're going to go into a correction. And spoiler alert, I still think that's what's going to happen. But right now, there is the question on our minds, is Bitcoin going to just simply break bullish out of this support level? Or is Bitcoin, uh, excuse me, out of this resistance and break to the upside? Or is Bitcoin going to capitulate and fall over? I want to start with our discussion here. Tim, do you think that Bitcoin is going to manage to break bullish out of this ascending triangle pattern, rally above 39K, start pushing towards 40, 41, 42? Or are we going to break to the downside since this is technically still a bear flag? Yeah, so that's a great question and, and I don't know if I know for certain it's going to break it because go ahead and go to my charts May you guys are going to see we are currently sitting and I, some people have argued with me you know it's okay you can disagree that's part of life that this support level right here that I have drawn is not accurate however this resistance level we have in this falling wedge that I have drawn up is very solid several touches uh, I we can talk another day why I have this support level the way I have it but I'll say that for a different show going down to the four early chart though you will see that this zone I had that purple that purple zone of resistance at that level we are getting to a place where we're coinciding a couple different things we are in a ascending trading channel we are in a long-term falling wedge and we are in this uh, ascending triangle right here one of them is not going to get their way 
So mm. are we going to break out of this ascending triangle and come to the upside? And I can draw it for you. Are we going to break up here and then break this falling wedge? Theoretically speaking, we could. But then in that case, the trading channel is going to play out the way it thinks it should play out. Are we going to bounce right here with the same price action kind of on the zone break on this resistance level of the falling wedge and break back down, fulfilling the, the rising trading channel? In that case, the, tri the triangle doesn't get to play its way. It is impossible for all three of these things to get what they want. And so over the next couple of days, we will see what happens. I am predicting, based off of what I'm seeing on RSI divergence, that we are going to see the uh, triangle not get its way. The bull the, Of the, the three of them, the, the bullish metric, I don't think it's going to get its way. We're sitting right now on the 4LA chart, right at the RSI level that would put us in bearish RSI divergence. I think we're going to get a little momentum, come to the upside. The RSI will come up, we'll set up that uh, hidden bearish RSI divergence, come back down to set up a daily chart bullish RSI divergence, and that would again negate the triangle, it would play out the, tr the trading channel, and it would bring us back down here potentially to this bottom level right in here on the falling wedge before we rally back to the upside, actually going back into the 40s and starting to work on those 52, 53 levels. <laughs> Yeah, so I think the thing that we have to keep in mind, guys, is that we are in a lot of danger right now of a long squeeze. And what I'll tell you is this. We have watched Bitcoin do this twice in the last month and a half or so. We saw Bitcoin rally towards Christmas right here up to about $52,000. We had pulled back down to forty-five, dollars rallied up to fifty-two. dollars Bitcoin bounced and rallied over the course of six days, $6,000, 13% to the upside. A lot of people went prematurely into a long position here. We did not at that time have bullish confirmation on Lux Algo, for example. We also didn't have have bullish confirmation from a lot of our technical indicators down here, such as like the three daily chart MACD. Three daily chart MACD had not turned bullish. We were not above the 14-day moving average through the RSI. There were so many reasons to believe that we were not in, an up, not in an uptrend right back before Christmas right here. But you know what a lot of people did? A lot of people went and got liquidated. I can prove that to you. If we look on Bitcoin liquidations over here, this is a uh, website that we use quite a bit, coinglass.com forward slash liquidations. Take a look here. Uh, right around uh, this time, we saw on the 27th of December, we saw $423 million in longs getting liquidated. Remember that date, 27th of December? What happened on the 27th of December? We began our drop, and we dropped over the course of four days $6,700. So what happened is Bitcoin started going into an uptrend. People longed prematurely, and then they got sh and then they got uh, squeezed out of their long positions, and it caused selling pressure to the downside. Then we saw the exact same thing happened once again. Back around January the 20th, we saw a billion dollars worth of longs getting liquidated. And if we take a look at what happened January the 20th, we began a drop from $43,000 all the way down $9,600 to the downside. In 48 hours, we dropped 22% as a result of a long squeeze. What I think is going to happen here is people are going to get very exuberant because, oh, look, there's an ascending triangle pattern. Oh, look, the FUD is residing. Oh, look, Bitcoin is in an uptrend. Oh, look at the Lux Algo. You know, Lux Algo is bullish here on the four-hourly chart. It's bullish on the 12-hourly chart. We have a confirmed uptrend. I'm going to go into a long position. I'm going to get really excited. I'm going to go make some money because the bottom's in, and I want to make the most of this rally. And then what we're going to do is Bitcoin is going to break bullish. It's probably going to test this long-term downtrending level of resistance. And look, we might break it. Maybe we break it. Maybe we push up to 42K and maybe we go into an uptrend. But more likely what's going to happen is Bitcoin is going to break this, push to the upside. And then some whales are going to say, no, you don't. They're going to drop the market. Those longs are going to get liquidated. And we're going to go over to coinglass.com in a week. And we're going to say, oh, look, there's another billion dollars in longs getting liquidated. And you know why that's going to happen? It's going to happen 
because people are going to go into longs too early before they've had confirmation. So here's what I am looking for. I am trying to look at this cryptocurrency market through the lens of an if-then statement. If Bitcoin breaks $42,000, if Bitcoin has been bullish on Lux Algo for, I'm not even going to say a week anymore, I'm going to say for 10 days. If we have bullish or, uh, bullish Lux Algo, so a strong buy signal or just a buy signal in general, trend catcher green, and then we also have Lux Oscillator, which you can see down here, green. If we see all of those three things. We have a confirmed buy signal. I'm going to give it seven to 10 days to confirm it. And I'm also going to wait to see a confirmed buy signal on the three daily chart. After I see that, which we will see that in time because Bitcoin will bounce and rally eventually. But when we see that, then I will say, okay, we're in an uptrend. I'm going to think about longing, but I need a lot of proof. You know why I need a lot of, a lot of proof of an uptrend? Because Bitcoin has been in a downtrend for 83 days. That is a very strong trend. The trend is your friend until it ends. It's down 44%. We need to bet on the downtrend until we have been confirmed into an uptrend. And I don't just mean a little bit of confirmation. I mean a lot of confirmation because Bitcoin does not have our trust. We do not have trust in the bulls right now. We have trust in the bears because they are the ones that are obviously in charge. So if Bitcoin gets above $42,000, if Bitcoin has a bullish MACD cross on the three daily chart, if we see that Bitcoin has Lux Algo buy signals and those and those last for, uh, you know, seven to 10 days, if those things occur, then I will say we're in an uptrend. Until then, I am not entering a long position and I am not going to say anything to encourage you guys to because I think it would be irresponsible. I have watched people enter long positions too early. They get liquidated and they get absolutely wrecked. And I don't want that to happen to you. Right now, the trend is your friend until it ends. We are in a downtrend. Do not confuse a four hourly chart uptrend with a daily chart downtrend. They are two very different things. So that's the major point I want to make on this. But let's also look at some other technical indicators that back up my claim. Number one, we do have a bullish MACD cross on the daily chart, but we've had bullish MACD crosses on the daily chart many times, and those have not led to rallies. We can see one right here. We can see one right here. We actually even had a tiny little MACD cross right here at the top. Having a bullish MACD cross on the daily chart does not indicate that we are in an uptrend. It indicates that there's bullishness in the market, but does not indicate that we're in a sustained long-term uptrend. The three daily chart is really the sweet spot in my opinion, because if you look at the three daily chart, Every single time in the last long time that we have seen a three daily chart MACD cross bullish, it has ended up actually being bullish. So if I show you all of these instances, I'm just going to draw uh, vertical lines the last, you know, two and a half years whenever there's a MACD cross bullish on three daily chart. We saw in this case, Bitcoin would rally 57% in 51 days. We saw in this case that Bitcoin would rally 38% in 24 days. We saw in this case, Bitcoin rally 259% in 87 days. This case, we saw Bitcoin rally 77% in three weeks. In this case, we saw Bitcoin rallied 70% in 45 days. In this case, we saw Bitcoin rallied 40% in 33 days. Those are the last six MACD crosses bullish on the three daily chart. There's a lot of noise on the daily chart. On the three daily chart, there tends not to be though. The MACD is a very reliable indicator out here for daily chart movements. The good news is we are converging bullish and we have been ever since the 15th of December. The bad news is it hasn't happened yet. So let's not get overly exuberant in the potential of an uptrend until it has been confirmed. If I see a three daily chart MACD cross. I see Bitcoin's breaking 42K because that's a very important level of support we've discussed before. And if we see a confirmed uptrend starting on Lux Algo, then I will start to be bullish. Until then, I am bearish because I have every reason to remain bearish. And that leads me to my conclusion. I think what we're going to see happen is we're going to see Bitcoin break to the upside, driven by some of those people that are entering long positions too early because they are getting too risky and they want the market to rally so bad that they let their emotions drive them rather than the technicals and the fundamentals and the on-chain drive their, drive their decisions. We're going 
going to see a little bit of a break up here to this downtrend, and we're probably going to reject off of this downtrend. That would be a rejection right around 40K. We might even break it and reject at 42K. Frankly, if we break this and reject at 42K, I'm actually going to have a little bit of hope in that because that means we broke this downtrend. That would be very significant. But at this point, I think no matter whether we rejected this downtrend or we break through it and reject at 42K, we are going to have a drop, and I do think we're going to see $33,000 again. Tim. Do you think that there's enough volume to do what you just said? To break to the upside like yeah. that? I think that it's, I think it would be hard to even break that far to the upside. I, 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 this is one of the downsides of what we've done recently is this uptick over the last, how many days is this? One, two, three, four, you know, it's like almost two weeks now. It's so slow. Mm-hmm. It it's is. so low in volume. It is. I don't think the bulls have enough power to, to, I think a wick could break through. But I don't think any candles are closing above that. And I'm just going to say I, I have a, a hot take prediction as far as that Luxago. We might have flash a buy signal or the trend catcher might flash green or a candle might turn purple. But I do not predict that any of the, th- the, the all three of them will happen before the next correction. And we come back down. Oh, and, I totally agree. With and you. as I've been saying, watch a candle on the daily chart close below thirty five thousand. That's a good thing. Some people will be scared. Some people will be like, oh, no, Bitcoin is falling. We're going down to twenty thousand. Until we drop below 30, I just would not freak out about that. But watch candle bodies close below 35,000, around 34, maybe even 33, but the RSI not get down there. And that's the mark to say, all right, now we can start talking about this downtrend being over. But right now... This downtrend's not over. No, it's not. It's not not at, all. at all. And this is kind of what I'm talking about. You can even see Bitcoin at the moment testing $39,000 and rejecting from it even as we speak. It tried to break out of it about an hour ago, even at the beginning of the stream. It was trying to break this re- this resistance at $39,000. Even right now on the shorter-term time frames, down on the one-minute chart, you can see it is failing to do even that. It is attempting to break to the upside, and it's just not happening because, as Tim said, the volume's not there. So what I was saying is that best-case scenario, we could see Bitcoin break to the upside, maybe test this downtrend, Maybe we could break up to 42K, but no matter what happens, whether we break this resistance level at 39, whether we break this resistance, this downtrending level of resistance at 40K, or we test 42, no matter what happens, I'm pretty confident that we are going to see Bitcoin drop, and I do think that we're going to see these lows again down here at 33. And by the way, that's not a bad thing. That's actually a very good thing because there's still a lot of weak hands in the market that need to be shaken out. It's painful, but that's just the way it works. I've been through the crypto winter. I've been here through bear markets. I've been here through times where Bitcoin was going down for three months, four months, a year straight. I was here during all of 2018. You think this is bad? Let me show you what's bad. What's bad was when Bitcoin dropped from $20,000 to $6,000, negative 70% in 52 days. And then instead of it bouncing and continuing in the bear market, it would find its bottom 313 days later and go down another 45%. Bitcoin dropped in the first year and a half that I was in crypto down 85%. It erased hundreds of billions of dollars of market capitalization. That sucked. You know what sucked also? When Bitcoin traded sideways here for 60, 70 days, did absolutely nothing. It was the most boring time that I've experienced in the crypto currency market in the five years I've been here, almost five years I've been here, and I was a YouTuber that does daily uploads and there's nothing to talk about, that sucks. So I have been through what you're going through right now if you are feeling pain and you're feeling like, oh my gosh, Bitcoin's not doing anything. Oh my gosh, Bitcoin is boring. Oh my gosh, Bitcoin's going down. My portfolio is crap right now. I get it. Believe me, I do. I understand. I've been there. And yeah, it's painful. But whenever you need your patience to grow, do you think God gives you patience or does he give you opportunities to grow in your patience? That's what you're getting right now with Bitcoin going to the downside. You're getting opportunities to grow in your patience because as I said on 
a previous stream. Patients tested. In it's going. All right. Hey, guys, we are back. Sorry about that. We just had a power surge in the building and lost power and internet. But we are back, and we are going to keep it going here. It is now time for Kelly to take it over, and we're going to jump on to our snapshot. We're going to be looking at some different news and some on-chain data. Thank you so very much for bearing with us. We're going to keep it moving here. Let's go ahead and dive right on into it. Kelly, can you take it away for us, buddy? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, sorry about that, everybody, and thank you for sticking with us. I'm just going to jump into a couple of key metrics uh, with some on-chain stuff to give us some hope about what may be to come. Now, first thing I want to say before I jump into this is that on-chain metrics don't necessarily play out to price action immediately, but is an incredibly important metric, uh, metrics that big money, smart monies, and pe uh, people that really understand investing long-term long and know how to make the most bang for the buck, they're really looking to this sort of data so they could see where, where not only the stable coins, where purchasing power, where inflows and outflows on exchanges are happening. And so the first thing I want to jump into is this, this chart right here. Uh, and this, this essentially shows a huge difference in what happened with uh, uh, the inflows and outflows between the May dump, which was here uh, on this, this area here, and then basically where we just came here, where we had uh, the, 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 where we had the price action come out of the 29K level. Uh, we had the small rally correction and the rally all the way up to 69K. Uh, and the major difference here that I want you to notice is when we had the, essentially the dump out of the 64K level in May into down to the 29 K bottom, we had a huge, huge outflow, uh, uh, sorry, inflow to exchanges over that period. The difference here is we're having large outflows uh, since this all-time high of 69K, which is showing very strong bullish support psychologically and with the holding uh, statistics of, of people that are long-term holders, smart money. Now, diving in from that, you can see uh, directly after that, I want to show you here, the whale balances also, you can see as the price came up to 69k level we, we basically the whales that have basically a slight selling pattern uh, or uh, distribution pattern i should say coming even from this small correction here even though we went to the top of 69k as we came down whales were slightly unloading under under this uh, uh this trend line and they've started to have a they've broken out of this trend and had a large uptick in their purchasing power and this also can be seen with other very notable whales like microstrategy who just added another six 660 Bitcoin worth around $25 million. Uh, and the interesting thing there is uh, their, their average buy price, even through all these dips that they've bought well above this level, their average buy price is still only $30,000 uh, per Bitcoin. Uh, the That's last right. thing I want to uh, share here so we can dive into a lot more of the altcoins that we wanted to get to at the end, uh, and we'll go, we'll have a little discussion around this as well, is that you see these major, major traditional market and investment uh, uh, companies, BlackRock, Fidelity, Charles Schwab, Beyond we BNY Mellon, I can't speak now. Uh, you can see this is this Power is went how out many, on you too, Kelly. Huh? <laughs> this is how large the assets under management. I mean, look at this: ten trillion dollars in assets under management, eight trillion. Seven. These are some of the biggest players in the traditional markets game globally, and all of them are leaning into at least uh, uh, creating roadmaps to what their involvement in crypto will be over the next, uh, basically, for the foreseeable future. And this is incredibly, incredibly important in terms of the greater picture for crypto and, and uh, large adoption, especially by institutional player players, when you have these major, major notable uh, 
industry uh, companies uh, really showing their conviction around what they want to do in their involvement with Bitcoin. Fidelity, this article here is even talking about Bitcoin being a superior form of money. So going through all those uh, sort of metrics, uh, I'm just curious, uh, Jeb and Tim and Smay, what your thoughts are like, do you think do you think that the although the price is down, do you think that this is shaking the conviction, the conviction of institutional players? Or do you think that we're going to start to see uh, them front run uh, the retail investor by getting in where this very, very attractive prices at these low levels. I think it depends on the type of institution that you're talking about, because the thing that a lot of people don't realize is that people in the cryptocurrency markets view Bitcoin as the hedge against the rest of the crypto. They view it as the place that you flee to. They view it as the least risky part of their portfolio. So the people in crypto are accumulating. We see that the institutional and the whale players, as far as the cryptocurrency institutions and the cryptocurrency whales, are buying up a ton of Bitcoin. In fact, the retail uh, transactions under $100,000 worth of Bitcoin, those uh, people are not holding Bitcoin anywhere near as much as they were before. But what we are seeing is that the institutions are really having a major impact in buying a ton of Bitcoin. But I specify the cryptocurrency institutions because within the cryptocurrency space, the cryptocurrency community sees Bitcoin as the least risky asset in their in their entire portfolio. However, in traditional financial markets with PNY, uh, with BNY and uh, with Charles Schwab, uh, BlackRock and the others that you referenced, those companies tend to see Bitcoin as the risky asset. They don't see that as the safe asset. They see that as the risky asset. So during times like this where there's uncertainty in the stock market, there's uncertainty in geopolitics surrounding what's going on in Ukraine, what's going on in Russia, what's going on in the United States with, federal, uh, with, with interest rates, with federal funds rate, with all of this stuff, a lot of these institutional players are looking at Bitcoin right now and they might be saying to themselves, okay, we understand the market. We want to buy Bitcoin. We want to make the most out of this. But that is $10 trillion under management for BlackRock. BlackRock does not have $10 trillion. They are managing $10 trillion. So they are accountable to whoever's money that is, which is their clients. And a lot of their clients are very, very traditional and very risk averse. So they might have a little bit of risk portfolio and they might have a small risk profile. But especially during uncertain economic times and uncertain economic climates like where we are right now, these large large power players, these large institutions are probably not going to be very risk um, uh, risk sensitive. They're not going to be very risk on. They're not going to want to be taking a lot of risk. So I think that a lot of that money, because you just showed about $20 trillion in AUM, assets under management, that could be going into Bitcoin and that will help to be nitrous oxide and, you know, afterburner and jet fuel for this market when we do start to rally, when they start to think, okay, Bitcoin's doing well, we feel comfortable. During the downtrend, though, I think you're going to be hard pressed to find a lot of institutions outside of the cryptocurrency space that are investing with other people's money. Specify that because institutions like MicroStrategy and ARK Invest and all these other companies, they are investing with their own money. But mm-hmm. institutions that are investing for other people, the fund managers are going to probably be kind of hard pressed to invest a lot in cryptocurrency. So I would say, yes, you are going to see a lot of investment in crypto, but it's going to take time. And at this point, I would be surprised if they're buying the dip as much as they would be buying if Bitcoin were in an uptrend. But Tim, I'd love to hear your thought yeah. on that. What do you think the institutions, as far as the institutions managing the retail's money, are doing with Bitcoin and crypto right now? I think the institutions that are using personal money, so they're investing for themselves, they're waiting for good buy spots. I think that they're seeing the writing on the wall. I think they see this as the new gold. I know that's a a topic that people like to debate. It doesn't matter what your opinion is, though. That is when you go in and talk to some of these large institutions, that's what they're saying. Some of the smartest financial and, uh, and investment people in the world are looking at Bitcoin and saying, I at least have to diverse and get some of my portfolio into it. 
when it comes to the other one, so all those companies that Kelly just talked about, uh, listen, if you go and talk to anyone who works there, anyone who actually interacts with the customer, they are saying in droves, and I've had several conversations with people that work at these, these different investment firms, they said the number one thing that people are asking questions about right now is Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think as the technology of other altcoins develop, we will eventually get to a place in the world where the same way we are investing in different types of uh, production equipment and the same way we're investing in certain types of security stuff, technology of crypto will come full force. But right now, crypto is seen in large scale as a place to invest. And it's not asking, well, what can I get involved in crypto? Specifically, people are asking about Bitcoin. And here's something we talked about on the show the other day that some people, retail investors, are freaking out about incoming regulation. And I understand why. It is something we do not want. As Sme even said, it's a lot like the word moist. No one likes the sound of it. But do not, do not, Underthink. I was about to say overthink. Do not discredit the amount of in- investors who, once we actually have regulation that tells them the rules, the security they will feel to invest after that. Because there is a risk at the moment of what happens if I buy into Bitcoin, not knowing the rules right now, and then rules are developed and it actually hurts me. The truth is that when we actually have those rules and we have regulation and it's clear cut, that will be the security that a lot of institutions need to actually step in and know what they're getting into. So in a a way, as much as we don't like the word regulation, as much as we wish in a perfect world that we could just operate freely peer to peer, that's not reality. Regulation is coming, and it's actually not necessarily a bearish thing. Absolutely. Well, guys, let's go ahead and jump into some super chats. Here's how we're going to run the rest of this stream. I'm going to do some Ethereum technical analysis. After this, we were going to do dot. We were going to try and fit in dot Luna Avax and Matic. For the sake of time, we're going to do one of those. So what I want you to do is I want you to spam the chat your four options for altcoins that we are going to cover here after Ethereum in about 10 to 15 minutes. Dot Luna. AVAX or Matic, which is Polygon. Um, so go ahead and spam the chat. Which one do you want? We might have time to do two, but we're going to pick one and we're going to do that. Put a poll. Put a poll in the chat. Well, I want them to spam it. I like when they spam well, it. I will we'll do both. I do will both. put a poll, but you guys yeah. can spam it also. Tim, you go ahead and ask some uh, questions. Yeah. Uh, some super chats. I'm going to go ahead and put this. <laughs> great show today. This has been fun. It is a great show. I'm, I'm going to have to have it. a fun conversation after this show. Well, you, you, you know what? This, this highlights something that's really important for all te- uh, uh, cryptocurrency investing, specifically even more than the stock market. And that is, especially if you're a trader and not just an investor, and that is the key principle and core component of success, which is being adaptable. And right now that's uh, showing us right now, we had to fly by the whim there for a second, but we really appreciate everybody sticking around and smashing the like button and letting us get back into it. Shout out to everyone watching. We went down below a thousand. We were like 800 800 concurrent and we're back up to 2100. Just, you know, if I had made a prediction on what we would have gotten back to for the stream, 2100 would not have. Yeah, for real. I, I would have put us back around 1500. So yeah. thank you so much. Thank you so everybody. much for tuning back in. Let's go to the chats though. We have one from SimpleMan699 saying, hi guys, not sure if I asked this before. Many Ethereum are burned, right? Will this happen to ADA as well? No. Charles Hoskinson is very against Ether- uh, against burning coins. Yeah. Um, Ethereum burns through, uh, that was implemented with EIP 1559 last year. It is not a cryptocurrency. Uh, Cardano is not a cryptocurrency that goes through burning. Nope. Yeah. It is not. Um, let's see here. Keep moving on. We have one from the Kardashian saying, "The Kardashian, do a fib, which one? Do a fib speed fan from sixty nine 
top to recent bottom? I would need to, it would take me a little bit to do that. So I can look at that after the stream. Just Get Hype gave a donation that uh, doesn't have a chat attached to it, but thank you so much, Just Get Hype. Yeah. Uh, and here's a chat question from earlier. Uh, okay. Chuck Fails said, Jeb, I have an employer-funded and annuity, 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 okay. annuity, annuity, annuity. Okay, there's two ends, so I didn't know if that like makes the ends. English is a hard. English language. is a hard. Language. I don't speak English any language, is... honestly. I'm not good at English, and I definitely am not good at any others. Uh, <laughs> that I want to roll over so I can invest in crypto. Any suggestions on how I can do this? Um, to be honest with you, I, I'm not quite sure if iTrust Capital has that functionality, but they might. So what I would do is, and this is, you know, iTrust Capital is a sponsor of the show, but even if they weren't, I, I would say, still I say love, this. I love iTrust Capital. What I would do, go to the link in the description box down below, iTrust.Capital forward slash Jeb, and uh, go and look at their website. They might be able to help I'm you pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I saw something like that in there. They have resources for that. They have oh. resources. I'm pretty sure your annuity will be able to work with that, but I would have to, you would have to go and talk to iTrust Capital. You know, the other thing is you know, these sponsors, the whole point of the sponsors is to keep the lights on. They failed today. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, our sponsors. The lights sponsors. weren't kept on. The lights on. didn't stay on. It's oh okay. All right, that was all the super chats we had. Unless I'm, I'm checking to make sure nothing came in while we were talking, but I don't think so. Yep. Guys, can, I, can, I make, can, can I make one comment real quick, too, just so people know? Uh, one of the reasons that we do, we have, like, for instance, a few sponsors that we do take on this channel, such as Trading View, iTrust Capital, even the Venturo Collective. Or Boom, Ventura 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 Collective. Got uh, one on right now. So one of the thing, one of the reasons that we we're we're very uh, specifically selective about the sponsors that we have, but we do need them, is because we take and never have taken. We take zero and never have taken one dollar from any coin project to talk about them on here. We don't do any sponsorships from any blockchain projects whatsoever. Only some of these other things like iTrust Capital, which we know can help our viewers. They've helped me. They've yeah. helped uh, Jeb here. They've helped people that we know. Uh, TradingView obviously is something everybody needs if they're doing any technical analysis. And you know, the Ventero Collective watches helped save uh, Jeb's wrist when he got in motorcycle accident. Yeah. So well, we do need to pay the bills. We do need to pay the light, but we don't take anything from any coins or any uh, CEOs or anything for any interviews ever. So yeah. that's the only yep. reason we have to have Absolutely. those. The sales team can even time. attest the amount of projects they brought to, to me, because that's my final decision on what goes on the channel. The amount of projects they brought to me super excited about the deal, and I've said no. Yeah. We're not running that sponsor. Yeah, just so you guys know, we've been offered $100,000 yeah. up many times for a one minute, seven minute, for a one time, seven minute video, eight minute video for a coin. We didn't like it. We have never taken that. We don't Ever like it. once and we never will because we yep. want you guys to be able to trust in us because integrity is a core value. And as much as we do need to keep the lights on, we believe that God can keep those lights on if he so chooses. And that's who we put our faith in, not in a coin sponsorship. Just so you guys know where we come from, we never shill a coin because we don't take money for coins. When I talk about how much I love Cardano, I talk about how much I love Cardano yeah. because I just love Cardano. I hold Cardano and I'll fully disclose that, but I have never taken a dime from a single coin sponsorship, and we never yep. will either. With that said, we're going to go ahead and move on into Ethereum, and it looks like Matic won. I actually expected Luna or Avax would win, but they're the two lowest ones, so thank you guys so very much for your input. We're going to go ahead and jump onto Ethereum, and then we're going to move on into Matic. Taking a look here at Ethereum, what we can see is that Ethereum dropped all the way from $4,900 on November the 10th 
down 55% over the course of 74 days, and it has been rallying quite substantially. In fact, it has rallied 30% in seven days. That's really exciting because Bitcoin right now, frankly, kind of looks like a cryptocurrency that is having a, a very weak rally. It doesn't look like it's doing much, but Ethereum, on the other hand, is rallying quite handsomely. It is up significantly, and if we take a look here at CoinMarketCap, I think what we're going to see is that, that uh, over on market dominance is that in just the last few days, Ethereum has been rallying a little bit in the market dominance. Not by much, but just a little bit. Ever since the 27th, it's rallied from 17% all the way up to 18.5%. It's rallying faster than Bitcoin. And that's actually a good sign because it means that people are um, trusting enough in the cryptocurrency space that they're willing to invest in something other than Bitcoin. That's actually a very good sign as far as market sentiment is concerned. As far as the price action of Ethereum is concerned, there are several things that I am very excited about. Namely, looking out on the weekly chart, you will find that there is bullish MACD and RSI divergence. We have lows right here on the Mac, on the price, lows right here on the MACD, lows right here on the RSI. That is what is known as bullish MACD and bullish RSI divergence, and that does indicate that we're going to have a bullish next couple of weeks. On top of that, we also have a hammer formation right down here, which is typically a bottoming pattern, and we're also seeing kind of a doji form. It's not exactly, but a little bit. We're seeing a small candle body followed by a larger candle body out here on the weekly chart. The weekly chart, as far as candlestick analysis is concerned, actually looks remarkably, remarkably strong. Now, let's take a look at Lux Algo down here on the three daily chart. We do not have a bullish MACD cross on the three daily chart. We do not have RSI breaking above the 14 day RSI moving average. And we do not have Lux Algo coming in with a confirmed buy signal. But if we do see Ethereum break up to, I would say, about $3,400, then we're probably going to see both of those things. Now, that's about $700 away. For Ethereum to get up to $3,400 would be hard. But if Ethereum is able to get up to $3,400 on the three daily chart, we would likely see the bullish MACD cross. We'd likely see the breakout on the RSI. And we would likely see a bullish uh, a buy signal coming into Ethereum. So with all of that in mind, I'm looking for about $3,300 to $3,400 on ETH. As far as the shorter term technicals are concerned, we have a bullish MACD cross on daily chart, and we have a bullish cross of the 14-day moving average on RSI, but we do not have bullish um uh, Lux Algo just yet, although this morning, and this actually just reversed, this morning we did have green trend catcher. So we're right on the cusp of potentially going into a confirmed uptrend on the daily chart for Ethereum, but as I said, we're going to need to see some more bullishness. I would say that Ethereum needs to get at least, at very minimum, to $3,100 before we can even start entertaining the idea of it going into a confirmed and powerful uptrend. And the final thing I'll say on this before I throw it to Tim is that we are currently sitting right below $2,800, which is our firm level of support that we set back in September. We need to get above $2,800 if we're going to have any hope of going into an uptrend. And we're also going to need to see a little bit of cooperation coming out of Bitcoin. So Tim, what is your thought on Ethereum right now? Is Ethereum in a place where we should be looking to buy it or should we be waiting for more confirmation? Yeah, no, you Full should. No. I mean, if you're DCAing, because this is this is something I thought about the other day. Listen, there are a lot of options you can do in crypto right now. If you're a DCA guy, listen, it doesn't matter what the price is. If, if today is your day to DCA, go ahead and buy. If you're a sporadic DCA, or meaning you only you have your set amount, and you're like, hey, I'm going to late for a dip. Um, if I miss the dip, I'll just miss out on the price, but I'm going to hold out. I, I would hold out for a little bit. If you're just a trader and you're waiting to get the maximal amount of price, profit from a move, I would hold out. And then the reason why is because Ethereum, you just just look at Ethereum's chart and look at Bitcoin's chart. It's pretty much doing the exact same thing. We're in a large scale falling wedge, but a short time frame ascending triangle and an ascending trading channel. We just broke actually bullish out of that ascending triangle. So we, we got that break, uh, but I just do not expect Ethereum yet to break away from Bitcoin's price action. Watch yeah. over 
over the next couple of days that that uh, there's a fall in the price. As Jeb even said, longs from people who just got a little bit too zealous too quickly will get liquidated. Yep. It'll come back down. But the good news is, is that the short liquidations will be coming soon. Mm-hmm. It's just not yet time. Yeah. So we're getting there, guys. That's the point is that we're getting there. So have patience. It's all going to work out just fine. Now, we're going to go ahead and move on to Polygon because that is who that is the cryptocurrency that won the poll. I'm glad we ran the poll because I would have guessed that it was going to be a different cryptocurrency that would have won. I actually didn't expect Matic to be the one that you guys wanted it's to see dramatic. the most. It was a pretty dramatic stream. Hey-o. I expect that laugh track. Where is it? Come on. Come on. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. That's exactly what I needed right now. But Polygon over on CoinMarketCap, we can see it's ranked number 14. It's a layer two. It's worth $12 billion. It's a great project. You get the point. Its fundamentals are very strong. Looking at the chart, we can see that it has been in a general uptrend for the last six, seven, eight months, ever since it bottomed out around $0.67, rallied up to $3, up 300%. This is a project that has grown more stably than a lot of other cryptos. It is up and to the right, and it does have uh, four, uh, four consecutive higher highs and four consecutive higher lows. This is very good. I really like the look of this chart. It is a very, very, very good looking chart. Now, taking a look at this, we can see that we've been in a downtrend ever since the day, uh, two days after Christmas. It's down 44%. In that time, we have entered a confirmed downtrend, and we are still in that confirmed downtrend. The interesting thing that's happening happening on Polygon right now is that we have a bullish MACD cross coming in on the daily chart, and we're in the process of breaking bullish above the 14-day simple moving average going through the RSI. That's very powerful because that tells us that this market could be getting ready for an uptrend. What I want to see on Polygon is very similar to what I want to see on Bitcoin and Ethereum. I want to see Polygon break above the trend catcher. On the, In this case, the trend catcher is at about $2, $1.95. So in this case, I need to see Polygon rally all the way up to probably about $2.15 before I start to say that we're in an uptrend. It really is a long way to go because this trend catcher did not drop that far. And if we're rallying, the trend catcher is not going to drop. So we really do just have to get up above the trend catcher here if we want to see Luxalgo confirm bullishness. Now, I actually kind of like where Polygon is right now. And the reason is, or I like how Lux Algo set up on it because what Polygon needs to do is it needs to have a pretty major rally to get a buy signal, a confirmed buy signal out of Lux Algo. It's not going to be easy, and I don't want it to be easy because I want you guys to be able to trust that signal if it comes in. What we can see, let's do some historical analysis on Lux Algo also and see that okay, this buy signal that was a confirmed one. We can look down here at Lux Oscillator. Okay, this was a confirmed buy signal. This was uh, uh, not a confirmed buy signal. This is not a confirmed buy signal because we only had like about a day of green right here. So this is not a confirmed buy signal. This one is invalid. This con- this buy signal right here is confirmed because we had a uh, buy signal trend catcher green and Lux Oscillator was green. This one right here is confirmed. We had a buy signal trend catcher green and Lux Oscillator was green. So in the entire history of, of uh, Polygon trading here on KuCoin, we can see that Lux Algo actually has a perfect track record because we have seen we have had four buy signals on daily chart. Three of them have actually been confirmed, and all three of them that have been confirmed have led to major rallies. This one led to 151% rally. This one led to an 80% rally. This one led to a 60% rally. So if we see another confirmed buy signal, we currently have a perfect track record of confirmed buy signals on Polygon doing very well. By the way, if you guys haven't signed up for Lux Algo, you absolutely should. If you watch our show regularly, you'll know that it is a technical indicator that I am absolutely in love with. It is a phenomenal indicator, and you can sign up with it with, uh, with the coupon code. Jeb, J-E-B-B, at 20, uh, for 20% off at checkout with the link in the description box down below. My point here on Polygon is that it needs to get above about $2.15 before I would expect it to start going into an uptrend, and it likely will follow the rest of the cryptocurrency market to get up there. Final thing I'll say on that is that we do have some uh, convergence bullish on the MACD out here on the three daily chart, but we did also just see a confirmed sell signal only about a week and a half ago, so you're going to need to see a lot of bullishness to really have confirmation of uptrend here on Polygon. With that said, Kelly, do you have any thoughts on Polygon MACD? 
Matic, the uh, cryptocurrency, the fundamentals, the technicals, anything of that sort? Yeah, absolutely. I think, I mean, Maddox has been one of the, one of the coins I've held for quite a long time and uh, I don't plan on selling it anytime soon. They've been doing a lot of work to in development on their chain and the, the adoption in terms of developer adoption and dApps that are being uh, uh, created and produced and built out on top of it are incredible and including NFT projects, which use it because it's uh, a heck of a lot cheaper to use and, uh, and transact and trade on and sell on and mint on than uh, the traditional ethereum blockchain because of all the gas fees in addition to that they've taken taken a page out of the uh the roadmap from ethereum and they've actually implemented uh the eip 1559 upgrade on on the matic chain as well so they're going to be having uh some coin burning as well uh moving into the future as as their as their project develops but uh community is super strong the development that's going on top of it's super huge and uh yeah i mean i i wouldn't i wouldn't uh I wouldn't plan on pulling out any investment or taking any profits right yeah. now. It's a, it's a, it's at a perfect spot, especially with the massive pullback uh, for people that have been waiting on the sidelines or looking for something to get into, uh, you know, on a, on a good pullback, that's still a safe, a safer coin than something further down in the market cap list, the list, uh, polygon slash Matic, uh, I think is, is right there in that territory right now. So man, I want to ask your thoughts on something Kelly just said. He was talking about community. How important do you think community is to not only the price, but also just the fundamental development of a cryptocurrency? Um, well, I mean, community is the number one thing that you need to look for when you're looking. I, well, maybe not number one, but it's one of the top things you need to look for because here's the thing about it. Uh, as, mu as much as a project can have the greatest promise and it can have, heck, even the coolest developers, right? Like it can have the greatest developers, coolest project, has the best tech, best blockchain. If no one knows about it and no one cares about it, then you investing in it is not going to get you a return. What gets you a return is when other people agree with your value that you've put on this company, right? Um, so ultimately, or I say company, but blockchain is what I meant to say. Um, but ultimately, yeah, that's the thing. So that's why it's super vitally important that not only are you looking for the fundamentals of a project, part of looking into the fundamentals of a project is, is it, is there, a, is there adoption behind it? Are do people, are people interested? Are there eyes on it? Are people likely to agree with you in investing, right? That's going to be a huge part of where, well, you know, you're going to make money on a project, right? But, you know, then if you're, if it's deeper than that, hey, something like Cardano, if you just love Cardano, you love the project and you just want to support the developers, then that's one way of doing it. But I think ultimately the community aspect is a huge part of crypto yeah. and uh, investing in general. You want to find a group of people who are like-minded that are going to invest in the project as well, which is going to force the price up. So, yeah, um, Mojo. Joey just said Shiba Inu is proof that the community is greater than everything else. I wouldn't say that it's greater than everything else, but I would say that without a strong community, it's going to be very hard to grow the price. I think community is an incredibly important part of uh, the success of any company, any movement, and that's why we value our community so much. So thank you very much to all of our members, and thank you very much to everyone who has tuned into the chat. Make sure you smash that subscribe button if you haven't already. Tim, what are your thoughts on all yeah, this? Yeah, so we talked about this a couple weeks ago. I don't remember. Where, I don't remember where I heard. It. I wish I could give the guy credit. I can't remember where I heard this thought, but I remember it was. I, I clung to it almost immediately, and I was like, "Yes, like that's the answer." When you're doing research on cryptos, too many people only look for positives. Too many people only look when they're doing their research of what does it do and what is it good at and what has the team done. You should always. Always, always, when you're researching a new project that you don't know anything about, but you are considering investing in, look for reasons not to. And community 
is one of the reasons why, one of the things you should look at, what is the community doing? Is the community worth investing in or is it not? So for example, Shiba Inu would be an example of, hey, I couldn't hold the community against that coin. The community is actually the reason why I probably should get in. Now you get into the tech, you get into the fundamentals, you get into some other things. And by the way, Shiba Inu, if you're invested, I think Shiba Inu is doing a better job than a lot of other smaller projects that were kind of created as a meme coin are doing. But there's still a lot of reasons in my book. The reason I haven't invested in it is because there's a lot of arguments that, that vote me out of it. What you do is, hey, what is my reason to invest and what is my reason not to invest? Which one outweighs? And I do think community is a is a massive argument because no matter how, I think Smay just said this, no matter how good the technology is, if there's no community around it, the stock, the price of it, you know, I say the stock, the price of any project is going to go up and down based off of how well the community receives it. If it solves every problem the world's ever had, but nobody really is excited about it, that's not a good yep. project well, to invest in. To just take that a little bit further, as a, for example, like the thing is, how confident can 90% of people in the chat say they know exactly what's happened? Say, we'll use Cardano for, exa for example. Tell if, if How many people in the chat can tell me exactly what Plutus is and the exact development that they're doing? There's probably some people who are that following it that closely. But the reality is there's probably 99% of the people investing in Cardano don't understand the blockchain technology the way the developers do, right? Mm -hmm. So the developers can be excited about something, and that's what you're depending on. You're depending mm -hmm. on the developers saying, guys, this is a new release that we're doing. This is going to change the blockchain. And then you're taking that information. It gets you hyped. You buy. A bunch of people else get hyped, and they buy. That's how you're doing it. It's not actually – the price is not literally determined by their development. So we talk about it a lot, saying, you know, we, we believe in Cardano developing or whatever. but what it's dependent on is that they're developing and then there's a positive impact that then it's not just an enthusiast thing they like about it they have to convince the investor that this was a positive a development that makes it more valuable yeah so that's exactly what we mean by community is that you're basically it's it's not actually directly linked to the development it's it's linked to the value uh and yeah. people agreeing speaking about of that cardano value. i am thoroughly convinced it's going to be worth over 20 dollars in the next three to five years i love that, cardano it's i great. love cardano it's one of the best projects in the entire industry with that said let's go ahead and read some super chats yeah omax said when do you guys think bitcoin supply spike will happen and what type of price movements would we see supply spike the supply is increasing at a fixed rate i'm not sure what he means does yeah, he mean I, that I, yeah is he meaning a, is he is he shock? I'm, wonder, I'm wondering if he's meaning that the demand spike because we've yeah. had yeah. we've had supply shock that's right. been only increasing for the last yep. even this is the thing when people don't understand when when I either come across as bullish because I'm looking at on-chain metrics or even the channel or any channel for that matter when we're looking at all these other metrics like I think right now we're at 14 percent uh, supply liquid supply so there's that means that there's uh, what's what's the math on that. 82, uh, 86, 86% uh, supply, uh, illiquid supply right now, uh, which is all time high. And we're pushing mm -hmm. that while, while the price is down as far as it is, meaning the illiquid supply basically is a metric that's showing how much, how much, how many Bitcoin are being held in wallets that haven't moved for a long period of time. And also in correlation with the amount of Bitcoin that's not being stored on exchanges, stuff that's not liquid, it's not easily accessible, uh, showing that there's a strong holding power, there's strong uh, sentiment around this is not a price to sell because the price will be higher from here, not lower. So, I mean, the fact that that's the case and supply hasn't, I'm sorry, uh, demand hasn't uh, started to come into the market yet. Mm -hmm. uh, that's what we're looking for is the day. And that's why this story that we brought up today with the multiple major 
major institutional players like uh, BNY Mellon, uh, BlackRock, uh, Fidelity, all these uh, Charles Schwab, these major companies uh, being bullish on crypto and Bitcoin and, uh, specifically, uh, it shows that they're in the institutional smart money side, that there is a shift. And regardless of what's going on with the noise of this crazy of uh, what we feel volatile price action in the very short term time we're looking at, yeah. when these smart money players are looking at the long term trajectory of where this can go and they're saying this is a good bet to have uh that they're that they're really trying to develop an ecosystem and their involvement in the ecosystem with that showing that demand is coming is starting to come from the institutional side and that will slowly spill over to the retail people unfortunately and i hope none of you all are in this case I, unfortunately most of the major retail interest comes after we break previous all-time highs yep. and so they're buying at unnecessarily high prices yeah so when we're bullish at these low levels we're trying to show you the metrics to show it even if we have small volatility to the downside three thousand five thousand eight thousand dollars from here in the long run it's still great buying opportunities yep. as averse to buying above seventy thousand dollars which yep. makes no sense and i think what you need to remember is that as as uh, kelly just said we are at all-time high long-term holding which means the the supply side of the supply and demand equation is in the best position that it has ever been in the history of cryptocurrency right now the reason that the price is not moonshotting is because the demand isn't there yeah. the demand isn't there because the retail is scared and because the retail is scared a lot of the institutions aren't getting in because they're scared of ticking off the customers and what's happening is that it's the whales buying. There's a lot of on-chain metrics that we've looked at on the channel and that a lot of other channels have shown you that the retail is not the one buying right now. It's actually the whales buying right now. When we do start to go into an uptrend, a confirmed uptrend, we've been in uptrend for two, three, four weeks, there is so much money. I'm talking literally trillions of dollars sitting on the sidelines waiting to just dump straight into Bitcoin of people literally looking at Bitcoin saying, I want to buy it. I just want confidence. Mm -hmm. There is so much money in the market that when we do start an uptrend, it is going to be meteoric. We're not in a bear market. I stand by that. If we drop below $30,000, we'll have that conversation. We're not in a bear market right now. We are trading sideways for the last year, which is not a bad thing. That's actually a very healthy thing. So the point I'm making... Bitcoin is driven by the fundamentals. The fundamentals are upstream of the price. The price is downstream of the fundamentals. The fundamentals are growing. They are growing very quickly. They are growing very strong, and the price will follow. It just takes time. The trend is up and to the right. If you zoom out long enough, and if you've been invested for, in Bitcoin for longer than three years, you have at every single point in the history of Bitcoin been in profit. So just remember, if you buy Bitcoin now, give it three years. Historically, you're basically guaranteed to be making money. Let's go ahead and read the rest of those super yeah, chats, and then we got to do here. our uh, predictions. Uh, Travis Graves said, "Do you guys believe in V Chain?" I believe in V Chain. Yeah. I haven't looked yeah. at the fundamentals that um, much in the last mu in the last year, but from what I know, I think it's a good project. I'm pretty sure it exists. Yeah. I, be I'm I believe sure it that exists. it exists. I believe that it exists. I, I believe exists. in it. Yeah, I believe yeah. That it's, it's real. Ace <laughs> is so you know speaking community. Ace Exodus asks, "If and when XRP gets clarity, will everyone question why Bitcoin hasn't gotten clarity? What happens to XRP dominance?" Um. XRP is positioned to have a big rally after it lets up with this SEC lawsuit and everything. But at the same time, XRP does get its valuation from what Ripple, the company, is doing with banks. But it, it's not a direct comparison because Ripple, the company, gets a lot of valuation from that. So you got to realize that value flows, there's only so many of them. A lot of the value that's flowing from Ripple's products are flowing right into the coffers of the company Ripple. They're not necessarily flowing into the into the token price or the coin price uh, and the market capitalization of XRP. So I do think that XRP is going to do well after it gets regulatory clarity. And I do think Bitcoin will get uh, will do better after it gets regulatory clarity. But I, I think it's very... I don't know that it's a good idea to really compare those two. They're really two different mm -hmm. situations. Yeah. Well, that's what we got. So we can now move into... Cool. Now, I'm going to update people. So if you are new, we have a, a competition every single week. 
to predict what Bitcoin's price will be like on Friday. There's an update. We are no longer going to use 9.30 as the slot. We're going to add a little tension because even last week, this would have changed a couple times. The winner is who announces the right price at 10.45. Mm, Not 9.30. Okay. 10.45. So we won't know the winner officially till the end of the show. Like, for example, this last week, I mm. won at 9.30, but midway through the show, it um, shifted to Smay's win. <laughs> and then at the end, it shifted back to my win. That's so that's, that's the thing here. You know, we're adjusting it about an hour and 15 minutes. But that is the that's the deciding I, factor of who wins. I propose a kaizen to your kaizen, and I'm gonna say that uh, potentially do we do 10:30, so we have time to we have some time to know before we announce it. No, we should be announced around 10:50. Uh, okay, all right, all right. cool. Yeah, it's how we it's how we're gonna close out Fridays from now on. All right, so I have mine locked in. Smay has his locked in. Kelly, I will allow you to go first. Jeb will go second, and then I'll announce what Smay and I have. Well, in order to get to where we want to get to. Let me put some water on my money tree here. Because I believe uh, I'm still sticking with it. Uh, the, the bullish underlying fundamentals have just been too persistent for too long. I'm going to say 42,051. Hmm. 42,051? 42,051. $42, so right. 42,051. That's, that's my, not that that's far off of what you had last time. A couple hundred dollars. All right. I'm going to pull a car salesman. I'm going to pull a car price deal on you. And Bitcoin will be going for $39,999 and 99 cents. $39,999 and 99 cents. That's where we're going to be. $39,999.99. Right under 40. Yes. You know, that's funny. We kind of have to think because we've talked about on this show. I was expecting people, one of you to people drop People might be like, hey, well, I thought you guys just said the price is going down. Uh, I, I think that Kelly... Jeb and I are on the same page. My price, just so you guys know, is right below Jeb's at $39,300. I think that oh, it's not going to quite I'm be time yet on Friday for the dip. Dang. I expect that to happen probably during Friday, if not Saturday. Well, so I have well, 39300 to be clear, I do think that, I mean, we still have a very high likelihood that we still will pull back yeah. and tap the liquidity, the, the liquidity that's still in the buy orders that are down around and also flush out some of the shorts. Uh, if we come back down, the, the selling pressure brings us down to 34, 32 K level, maybe even a wick beyond that. Yeah. But I think that's if we drop. And if we do drop, I think once we hit that level, the final time, I think it will literally be a spring and will rocket us back up past 40 into the 42 K level. And if we don't, and we just go up from where we're at, then I think we will trickle, get us a couple short squeezes that will get us to around that 42 K level uh, uh, by Friday. But we'll see. We'll see. The market has been irrational as long as longer than uh, we're used to. And I think that that's right in line with the lengthening cycles and uh, there's more people in the market. So it takes longer to, fl uh, to get people to that anger and desperation stage. So all we can do is be adaptable to the chase. So regardless of my prediction, just so everybody knows, regardless of my prediction, I'm still going to be playing the market uh, on a, a daily eight hour, four hour, one hour basis where I'm yeah. looking at it, regardless of where I want it to go. That is irrelevant to how I will trade, how I will place my investments, how I will place uh, my entries and exits, and how yeah. I'm going to adjust my uh, my and be adaptable on my trading strategy because that has to be specific to what's happening in the charts and what's happening in the news. All right. Well, the last one, Smay, because we didn't get to announce Smay's prediction. Yeah. Smay is sitting in a, in a nice little spot. You want to say the price? Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. gonna say I picked thirty-five thousand, even. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. Thirty-five thousand. Yep, He's the bear. He got no you know, competition and, in the bear area. I like his prediction because I, it, there's a chance we break a little earlier than what I'm thinking. 
Uh, so I like, you know, Smays, he's just sitting over there in his own little pocket. Jeb, Jeb, Kelly, and I are kind of wrestling with each other. It's, it's yep. actually going to be an interesting race if yeah. the price stays up between us three. But if we do break early, I like, I like Smay. Yeah. Uh, I like his prediction. I have, if that's the end of our wrapping up of the announcements, I mean, not the announcements, the, of the, uh, price predictions, I have an announcement. Guys. Okay. Let's hear it. I have something. I know you, uh, I know you put this in the chat about doing a paintball match between you two, right? I did. Wait, I what? think, I think that challenge. I think, I think, I think that's, one. you know what I think about that, Jeb? Yeah. What? I think you know. I think about you that. Think about it because there's a there's been a there's been a tension here for months. Mm-hmm. There was a challenge made back in August of 2021. It's true, there was that me and uh, and that's why Zach Bradley, the illustrious, wonderful Zach Bradley, I love you. Mm-hmm. He made an artwork called Tim the Tim versus Smay Tang. Uh, I don't go by Smay Tang anymore. But listen, guys, here's the deal. It is February. It is February. We are encroaching upon the time where me and uh, Tim go to battle. Yeah, that's true. Um, so what so. I think, you know, because we're old and we have bad backs, <laughs> and if we kind of go at it, literally we'll get hurt. And, we're old. We're and old. we have to be able to. You're 21. We have, you're 27. Stop. You're a listen. We have Tim's to, a boomer. He's listen, trying to make listen, you feel better, Tim. We're old. Uh, and, uh, you know, so we don't want the potential liabilities of us getting hurt and not being able to do the show. <laughs> so what we're going to do is, Shoot and I want to, I want to do this as the, uh, as the, I want to give you guys the option. Do we do a one V one basketball Ooh. or, or do we, uh, do a video of us? We boxing. All right, <laughs> that is your options, guys. We'll put. I think y'all ought to do paintball. We'll, I think I think we put this out for the members. What do you guys think? I think that's a good idea. I think we paintball. put this out for the members. Yeah. So we we either do. I think it's either uh, basketball one v one or we boxing. Up to you guys. Or both. Why does everyone want to fight me? Like, why do we have to? No, pit we them? had the claim. I we, all no, I know you is and that I make this, sense, but why is the chat now pitting me? All and I, Jeb all I know is that there's this one guy in chat, uh, Will Charles, who I know just wants attention. Who's like, you can sense the tension between Jeb and Tim, and you're right. I want to beat him in paintball. No, no. Listen, we've had a paintball war. No, there's been a match that's been going since August, and we're gonna (laughs) we're gonna honor that one first. I'm a pan. I will say about that. I will say about this. I will say about this, guys. Let us know on Twitter. Uh, I'm at. uh, Well, you guys can look in the link for our twitters. Let us know on Twitter what you want to see, and we're gonna start planning to do it because we made a challenge. We made the challenge, and uh, what I can even do is to remind you guys. I'll post the clip from that show back in August, so you guys can know what we're talking about. Um, So, well. Charles said, told you guys they're holding in the tension. Yes, there is. I want to beat you in paintball, Tim. I don't know why. What would that what would that do for you? It would it would I'm not like this. It would make me very uh, excited. I'm not this renowned. I would be very happy. I'm I've never played paintball once in my life. Okay, good. You've I, never you played know, once? No, have you? I played once. You played once. I've never played paintball. So why all I grew up on first person shooters. I've never played in a lot though. There is tension. He just wants to shoot. I just want to shoot you with a paintball. I really do. I that sounds like a lot of fun to me. All right. All right. Anyways, uh well, I'll post that clip today so you guys can start coming up with ideas so well guys if you enjoyed today's stream smash that like button thank you so very much for the 1300 likes and thank you for bearing with us through our technical difficulties we're going to be working on some solutions behind the scenes with backup batteries and everything to try and make sure that never happens again we believe that whenever something goes wrong we can say hey sorry about that here's what we're going to do to fix it we're going to look for ways that we can make sure that even if the power in our building goes out the stream does not go down with backup batteries and everything we're going to look into potential solutions on that no promises but we're hoping that we'll be able to fix that so that it is not a concern anymore 
Thank you so very much for being uh, bearing with us through that time. Uh, Philippe Will Wickland said, thoughts on uh, universal pickle? First token to integrate with the food industry. Never heard of it. So I uh, might look into that, but, I mean, but I also like might not. Just, but thank like you, you so much for the super chat. Yeah. I probably did, but that's okay. Guys, also make sure to follow us on our Instagram and our Twitter at CryptoJeb. And also follow me on TikTok at CryptoJebOfficial because we post to all three of those platforms daily. And also make sure to sign up for iTrust Capital if you want to invest with your retirement account. It is a very good idea to invest with your retirement account because it will help you to defer taxes and it will help you to put all of your cryptocurrency investments into a tax shelter so that you are not having to pay as much in taxes. Make sure you sign up for iTrust Capital with the link in the description box down below and make sure to check out Lux Algo as well. It is a phenomenal technical indicator. You can find all of those links to support us and get products that will be very helpful to you with the link down below. Anyway, guys, that's all I got for you today. Before I go, I do just first want to thank each and every single last one of you for watching, as always, and I will see you guys in the next video. Peace. Listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast. Tune in every day at 9:30 a.m. Eastern to watch live on YouTube. Follow us on our social media accounts at CryptoJeb. And lastly, we want to thank you for supporting us here at MacV Media.